ABC Tonight, the next chapter of the Bachelor journey begins. Welcome to Listen to Your Heart. Listen to your heart. 20 single musicians look for the perfect duet. When she sings to me, it just leaves me speechless. Will a passion for music lead to a lasting love? I've dreamt of being with somebody who shares the same passion that I do. Or end on a sour note. It's no fun singing a love song when you're not in love. The Bachelor presents Listen to Your Heart, a six-episode event, tonight at 8, 7 central on ABC. Discover personally how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Bishop Dykewood Mills. Dykewood Mills is the founder of the Lighthouse Chapel International, a denomination with over 1,200 branches worldwide. He is a healing evangelist and the author of several best-selling books. He is also the pastor of the First Love Church, a campus ministry with over 200 branches. The First Love Church is a vibrant church with young, energetic people, full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to Derek Hewitt Mills. We have an international set of stars in our midst. If you're excited, give it up for the Milky Way stars!
love you, Lord. You made me love your word. You made me serve you when I was still so young. Thanks for choosing me. Tell you now, oh, that's on my mind. When I think about the day you called for me and said you must sing for me, you must preach for me. Thanks for calling me. Thanks for choosing me. Lord, how can I say thanks? Oh, 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 you turned me inside out and you changed me. Give me brand new heart, only you. The only one who won my heart that way. And I want to do all I can just to serve you. Surrender my life just for you The only one who won my heart today Let me tell you now All that's on my mind No one ever liked me And no one chose me, no Yet you liked me, Lord Yet you chose me, Lord. And so with my life, I'll serve you, Lord. That is how I will say thanks. Oh, 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 you turn me inside out and you change me. Give me brand new heart, only you. The only one who won my heart that way. Brand new 
heart, only you. The only one who won my heart that way.
Right, while you're waiting for the song, you can put your hands together for Jesus. Thank you. 
feeling down deep in my heart since I found you. Now I'm on my way. Jesus, deep in sin, falling deeper and deeper into my sinful ways. But now I'm on my way. I have found a new life. On my place and this is where I'm gonna stay Now I'm on my way Jesus, this is where I found the love and the peace and joy in the Holy Ghost And now I'm on my way I have found a new life Lost in sin and shame But you gave your life to save me Oh, I don't want to ever have to leave you I don't want to ever have to lose my calling I love the brethren I love my pastor I love the church Lord I love to be with you Lord I'm gonna stick with you I'm stuck on you I've got this feeling down deep in my heart since I found you now I'm on my way Deep in sin And falling deeper and deeper Into my sinful ways Now I'm on my way I have found a new life I have found a new life So very glad I found a new life Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Jesus came to seek and to save that which was alone. I was lost in sin and shame. 
Yes, you gave your life to save me. And oh, I don't want to ever have to leave you, Jesus. I don't want to ever have to lose my calling. I love the brethren. I love our pastor. I love the church. Lord, I love to be with you. Lord, I'm gonna stick with you. I'm stuck on you, Jesus. I've got this feeling deep in my soul since I found you. Now I'm on my way. Jesus, I was deep in sin. Was falling deeper and deeper and deeper into sinful ways. Now I'm on my way. I found a new life. Yeah, oh, say I found a new life. Oh, can you sing it with me one more time? Say I found a new life. So mighty glad. I found a new life when I found Jesus. I found a new life. Yeah. I have found a new life. Amen. 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 We have um, a few people in our midst want to share their testimonies with us. The Bible says that testimonies make us wise. Hallelujah. So let's welcome Esamam Letete to share her testimony with us. Oh, encourage her. Encourage her. Praise the Lord. I'm Esamam Letete. Yeah, I'm here in Central Mutual, with over 400 communication students. Okay, to begin with, I would like to thank God for my life and for Bishop, our daddy. I want to thank you for your love and for your prayers. Because I believe it's his prayers that saved me. Yeah. Okay, so my testimony. <laughs> Last semester, I was supposed to go home a particular day, and I don't know, for some strange reasons, when I got into my room, I fell asleep, and the next morning, I received a call from home that our house caught fire, and it actually started from my room, and not even a pin survived in my room. Everything got bent, and I know myself, if I were to be in the house that day, I were to be in my room. I don't think I'll be alive by now because I can't sleep very well. So I believe it's his prayer that he said that we are not going to die by fire. That has saved me. So I want to say thank you to God for, the, for my life and for the life of my family. Thank you, Bishop. Are you becoming wiser? 
Amen. We are calling on our sister Olivia. Sister Olivia. Amen. Amen. I'm Olivia Mensa, and I just completed this August nursing student. Okay. Okay. I have two powerful testimonies. <laughs> okay. The first one is about the obligations camp. Uh, we're having our clinical, so I couldn't go for the first obligations camp. But on Sunday, I bought a CD at Commonwealth. I bought a CD. And I was listening in my room. And I heard Daddy say, that declare that we see 10 iPads. We see... <laughs> And I also said in my room, in my room that I receive it. I receive it. And after the clinicals, I went home and my brother-in-law came and handed over. The... I want to thank daddy so much and God so much for this wonderful surprise. Because the prophecy you believe is really the prophecy that happens to you. That's what he always says. It's really true. The prophecy you believe really comes to pass. Okay, the second testimony is about my education. When I, um, I completed SS, I wanted to just go through the normal Kolebu NTC or something because I thought I couldn't, my parents couldn't afford um, Central University. So my brother-in-law came and he said, no, my grades are good, so I should. <laughs> he, said, he said, no, my grades are good, so... My grades are good, so I should apply. And I did. And I gained admission. In fact, when I came for the admission letter, I opened it and I saw the fees. It was 2400 and something. And I just saw the fees and I said, no, this one. I just took the admission letter and I hid it. I went home and I hid it under my pillow. I didn't tell anybody about it because I just told myself that I can't come to this school. I'm going to Kodebu. I'm just going there to wear my green and, you know, sales through. So... He came, my brother-in-law came there following me. And then he said, <laughs> and he asked me, <laughs> and, he, <laughs> and he asked me about admission. I told him I gained admission, but I hid it. And he told me that, okay, I'll, I'll go to the school. So I should start packing my stuff. And then I packed and I came to school. During the first year, I prayed to God that, I don't, I don't want to have any receipts. I don't want to owe anybody, even though this school is very expensive. By the grace of God, I say to the glory of God that even as I'm standing here, I never paid penalties. I never wrote receipts. I passed all my exams, pathology, chemistry, whatever. I passed all by the grace of God. And I'm a graduate nurse. I'm a nurse. Now, by the grace of God, I want to thank God so much and the life of Bishop Daki, what most for believing in young ones like us, for encouraging us to serve God. Daddy, we thank you so much and we love you. Amen. Wow. Amen. Lastly, we are calling on Emma, Emmanuel Adria, to come and share her testimony with us. I'll give it up for her. Amen. My name is Emmanuel. I'm in level 300, Human Resource Management. <laughs> My testimony is very short and powerful. <laughs> I remember we went for a service on, at Slagon 
in Commonwealth Hall, and Bishop was preaching about visions, and that he prayed for us that we should have visions, and that visions help us to become better Christians. So when I went to my hostel that day, I said, God, I want to see visions, like, to help me become better. So as I slept, I had a dream, a vision. And in the vision, I saw my daddy in the middle of our house, and we were attacked by, he was attacked by armed robbers. But it was through him that the armed robbers could not enter the house. He called the police, and then something happened, and then they just ran away. Two days after, I woke up, I prayed about it. Two days after, I, I, my, my mommy called me. Hey, Dad, do you know that armed robbers came to the house? And she said, when they came, it's your dad who heard them. And your dad called me and said, Ama, braha. Meaning, Ama, bring the gun. We don't even have a gun. So when my daddy said, Ama, braha, then all the armed robbers ran away from the house. So... And secondly, Bishop used to, Bishop always preaches to us, telling us that we should honor our fathers and our mothers. I didn't really used to have a good relationship with my mom and dad. I used to be very quiet. Not that I was stubborn, but I was quiet. But when Bishop preached about that, I decided to take it on and then start talking to my parents. And after some time, we developed a very good relationship. One day, my father called me and he said he wants to make a decision about um, his business, but he needs my opinion before he makes that decision. And I was like, wow. Then he said, yeah, so I should come home that very minute. So I want us to take what Bishop tells us and take his prayers seriously because they work for us. Amen. Amen. Oh, amen. amen. This is my favorite part of the service. How many of you the favorite part? Amen. This is the third time our father is coming to visit us. Hey! Hey! Amen. I don't know. I don't know why you're not excited about but this is the third time that that is coming all the way to your show. If you're as excited as I am, right to his feet, let's welcome Bishop Daggerwood Mills. Father, thank you for the great blessing we have here today. Guide us by your master, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Are you excited to be here this morning? Do you believe that God is doing great things in your life? Fantastic. Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 1. My subject this morning is your glorious destiny. 
your glorious destiny. You have a glorious destiny. And that glorious destiny will be fulfilled. Whatever keeps you from experiencing that glorious destiny is cursed today in Jesus' name. Whatever keeps you below your glorious destiny is wiped away today in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. And whatever rises up to oppose your glorious destiny is brought down today. We cut it off in Jesus' name. All right. Your glorious destiny. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15. Wherefore also after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love to all the saints, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Amen. Amen. Paul was excited that the people had been saved in, in Ephesians, in the, in the city of Ephesus. Okay? And so the good news is that God is very happy and all of us who are saints are very happy that you are now saved. When I say saved, I mean that you know Jesus as your savior. Many people don't like God. And many people are not interested in God at all. If you came to church today, there is a sign in you that you also like God and that you are interested in God. Amen? Amen. And that is a very good thing. Because as you go through life, you find that many people are not interested in God at all. They don't want God. Most people just use God as a spare tire. They take him out when there is a problem. And put him back into the underground when the problem is over. But whatever makes you use God as a spare tire is cut off from your life today. In Jesus' name. Nobody wants to be used as a spare tire, including God. Amen. God is the world record holder for patience. He's also the world record holder for endurance. He's the world record holder for loving and not being loved back. God is the one holding the world record in the Guinness Book of Records for caring for people who don't care for him and loving people who don't love him back. God is the number one record holder by far. Yeah. I tell you. You can check the Guinness Book of Records. The world record holder for patience. Hmm. I cease not to give thanks. Making mention of you. And what does he mention in his prayer? This is the mention that he's going to talk about now. That the God, that our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Amen. Amen. Tonight at the wisdom impartation service, we'll be sharing about... 
We're talking about a special type of wisdom. Yes. So, but this, this wisdom is the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Like things should be revealed to you and you should become wiser as a Christian. This, so this is Paul, what Paul is praying for. And that's what is God's wish for you. That you become wiser as a Christian. And that things will be revealed to you as a believer. May everything that is hidden from you be revealed to you through Christ. In Jesus name. Verse 18. That the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. In other words, your eyes of understanding should be enlightened. Or you should understand things. Pray that you never marry somebody who doesn't understand things. Yes. Because that is the main thing. People don't understand. We don't understand one another when we are relating. I don't understand what you are saying. I don't agree with you. Most of the time, you'll find that almost all men are the same in how they feel, how they think. And if you look at women, almost all women are the same. That's why when you have different relationships, you realize that this is similar to this relationship, is similar to those of you who have had a lot of different relationships. You notice you notice similarities. But the differences come in people's flow and understanding. Because like everybody doesn't feel like going downstairs. But you have married somebody who has understood why we should go downstairs. You get what I'm saying? Let's say in the marriage it's very important to be going downstairs. Okay, let's just take that. It's important to be going downstairs. But the person that you've married, he doesn't understand things. So when the issue of going downstairs come up, like maybe for the first 25 years of marriage, he will not be going downstairs. Then after 26 years, when you are now having arthritis and you can't even walk downstairs, he will say that I've now seen how important it is to go downstairs. By which time all of your knees are not working. So even going downstairs is not possible. That's how people, so it depends on the understanding. Or let's say going upstairs is also important. And you marry somebody who takes a long time to understand just a simple issue of walk upstairs and come back. Long meetings, she would not get the understanding of it because she can't understand things. It is something. So that is why he said that I pray for you to have understanding. The spirit that your eyes of your understanding. You see, we all we have another set of eyes. And God wants us to understand. I remember years ago, you know, I spoke to some people and I I would tell them things. I'm very sad to say that many of those things have happened or are happening. And some of those people, 
are now saying, oh, I understand what you said. When you were at Legon, when you were medical school, when you were here, you said this, I understand it. Now, after 23 years, you are now understanding it. They realize that you are blind as far as understanding is concerned. Whatever keeps you blind is healed today in Jesus' name. And he says that you may know the hope of his calling. Look, if God has called you, there are, I mean, you, you don't have an idea of the hopes that you should have if you are being called by God. You know? That you have great hopes now that you are in Christ. You, you now can hope. There are many, many things that lie ahead gloriously. The glorious destiny of a Christian, the glorious destiny of someone who follows God, is, is, truly, is truly beyond your imagination. That's why I said I'm just praying for you to know the hope, like what, what lies in your calling. You, you can never know what lies in your calling. And that is why I'm preaching to you this morning about your glorious destiny. Like God has a glorious destiny for anyone whom he has called. So if you find God is calling you, God has called you to his church. God has called you to serve him. Or God has called you to do anything. It's a glorious destiny that you are being called to. But people don't usually get the glory of the calling. And so they just put it aside. Alright? So, may your eyes be enlightened to see the hope that you now have. In the natural, people only see natural things. Once we were having a camp and uh, all, everybody there was a Christian and I said, how many ladies here would marry um, this man, the Prince of Wales, or the, uh, what is his name? Prince Charles. If he came to you, or was it Prince, yeah, he came to you, William? It was William. Yeah, if he came to offer you, like he, he choosing you to marry him. Now, I was a bit taken aback by the number of girls who came out because they thought that if that prince was to call you uh, was to call you to him it would be a glorious destiny you see what when we say destiny like a glorious future like it's a it's a fantastic future to be the wife of this prince. It's a, it's a fantastic future. You know, and they, they immediately have pictures in their minds of taking selfies, traveling, traveling to places, royalty wearing a crown, wearing nice dresses, all kinds of things. They're, they're, all those pictures are in their, in their minds. 
But if God calls you, it's almost like it's, a, it's the gloriousness of this destiny or this future seems to be hidden from you. And God is telling you today that his calling is greater than any other calling. Amen. Amen. So you might know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches, verse 18, the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. In other words, how rich you are because of what you are inheriting through Christ. Yes. You see, people don't know how great their inheritance is. Sometimes when a rich man dies, they go to read the will and they say, you shall have this, you will have this, you will have this, you will have this, you will have this. You know? But you don't know uh, you don't know how great it is. Sometimes you may be given something and you feel, oh, but what is this? You know, once I gave somebody a wedding present, you know, and when I gave it to them, they, they just put it down there, which of course that is where it should be. But I realized that they didn't know what I had bought for them. So when I came to visit them, I told them, I said, this thing that I gave you as a present, this is the price. Oh, really? Then they look at it again and they realize that I had given them something glorious, a glorious destiny. But they hadn't recognized my destiny that I had given to them. <laughs> they didn't see it as a wonderful thing. Alright? So, God is saying that the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. To be a saint and to be a child of God is the greatest blessing you can ever have. Never think of money as the reason why you came to Christ. It is one of the most dangerous visions to have as a Christian is to be rich. That's your vision. Unfortunately, much of the preaching in the church has taken a particular thing that is true and turned it into a vision. You see, for instance, if Jesus says, if you follow me, you will have houses, lands with persecutions, riches, and honor. And you say, wow, I didn't know that that was true. So it's true. So you just know that. As you go along, the lands, the houses, riches, persecutions will come. But if you take up something that is true and turn it into a vision, that now, my aim is to get the lands, which is what has happened now. The truth has become the vision. That truth is not supposed to be your vision. It's never intended to be the motivation, the drive, and the vision, or the center of preaching. is to get money. When we come to church, we'll get money. When we come to church, we'll get... No. That the truth is that almost everybody in the Bible who has followed God, became rich. I mean, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Solomon, David, there is nobody who, even Israel as a nation today, I mean, the, the people of God, and so there's nothing like people who have followed God and then like they are poor. 
But for that thing to be your vision, you have entered a great danger. It's like taking up the persecutions by the, oh, my vision is the persecution. So now I'm looking for persecutions in my life. If immediately you can see that there's something wrong with you. You get it? It's like, it's true that it will happen, but it should not become your vision. Neither should it become the focus of the preaching, always preaching how you can get persecutions. Always preaching how you can get more persecutions. It, it, it sounds absurd, but that's what we are doing. One of the things that happens, we've taken it out because of our greed and have made it the main vision and the main drive is to get money. And I mean, there's nothing like that in the Bible. And no matter how long you live and how long you want to twist the thing, that is not the reason why Christ came. But it's something that happens. That people who do serve God are blessed. It cannot become what we are looking for. Amen. Amen. So your glorious destiny is not a destiny of money. You don't have to think of it in that way. It's a glorious destiny for the riches of his inheritance. Inheritance is something you get easily. You see, me and my father, I've, I've received inheritance before, so I know about it. When my father died, he left property. Before, I, I mean, I had not built any house before. I was a house owner. <laughs> I've never bought sand before. I never bought cement, but I suddenly own a house. So, I mean, you see that inheritance is like something that's going to come to you easily. Like, not through your own struggle, but through the grace and the mercy of your father who worked hard and um, was doing his business. Are you with me? (laughs) Okay. All right. Verse 19. And what is the greatness, exceeding greatness of his power towards people who believe? Amen. Amen. According to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. Amen. Amen. In other words, Christians have been called to a life of superior power. Amen. Amen. He said, and to know what is the exceeding greatness of his power. I'm reading from the Bible. Ephesians chapter 1 and I am in verse 19. There is great power available for you as a Christian. That's your glorious destiny. For power to work on your behalf. Did you hear me? Power, power to work on your behalf. Angels, supernatural involvement, supernatural inputs, great power to be released on your behalf and into your life just because you are a believer. Expect a glorious destiny, a glorious future where much power is released to lift you up above the ordinary until you become supernatural. People look at you and you become a wonder. Whatever makes you ordinary is cut off today. Whatever can turn you into a supernatural wonder is released in your life today. 
all of you first love children, remember that you have a glorious destiny. I said you have a glorious destiny. You have a great future. Yes. And you see, God is not mentioning specific things. He's mentioning things that look almost vague. But they are all really what it is. And there's no need for me to pin it down to a BMW. I, I don't have to pin it down to a Mercedes Benz. I don't have to pin it down to America. Because none of these things in themselves are the blessings of the Lord. Many people are living in where you think is nice. But it's not nice for them. Many people have what you are imagining. But you may not know that you are happier than they are. So, keep your heart open. And pray always these prayers. Lord, the spirit of wisdom. Revelation in the knowledge of you. God should be revealing his word to you every day. The, I, want to, I want to encourage you to pray this prayer. I pray, I pray all the time. If you wake me up and say pray, it's almost the automatic prayer that comes out of my mouth. I pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. It's like my automatic prayer. Yeah. Since I, I heard Kenneth Hagin say, this was a prayer that he prayed for years. And then at a point, God started to give him revelation in the Bible and in the word. Yeah. Sometimes when I preach and I share things, I wonder where do these things come from? Myself. And I realize that people are looking and saying, hey, but that's the Bible. It's fantastic. You are hearing things say, hey, but we all read the Bible. That's the spirit of wisdom and revelation. That your eyes, the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. That you understand more Amen. from the Bible. Amen. More. What is happening in your life? What is happening in this world? People don't understand what is happening. But God is giving you a greater understanding. Amen. Hallelujah. And what is the hope of your calling? I never knew all the things that are in my calling. I just came from Paris. Holding, holding, a, holding a conference in Paris. Yes, with pastors. You know, I never thought I would, have, I would have hold a conference in Paris with preaching. It, 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 the first time I preached in Paris, I didn't, the person who invited me to, to a very large church invited me. I, I asked, why did you invite me? He said, look, I saw you on television. You were standing there. Yongi Cho was standing there. So I said, I don't know you, but I, the fact that you are on the same stage with this person is enough for me to ask you to come to me. That's all. Yes. Supernatural. And here was I in Paris with pastors buying books. Thousands of books. Reading, coming, receiving. I never thought I would be in the Philippines. I just came from the Philippines, Manila. And I, I didn't know all this is part of my calling. When I finished preaching at church, Filipino pastors came to see me. They sat down with me and said, look, the way your book has changed our ministry and our lives, we want to even be involved in helping to uh, show other people the wonders that are in these books. Yes. I've never seen them before. In my whole life. I didn't know that it was part of my calling. When God told me to write a book, I didn't know what was involved. What it meant. I was in Jakarta. Yes, Indonesia. 
on the on the twenty whatever floors, I opened my window and said, "Wow, fantastic!" I didn't know, and I was there because of my book. I didn't know that the calling to write a book involved all these things. The hope of your calling is beyond. You see, that's why God doesn't mention, and therefore you have a bench. You have. It's a, it's a very small thing. And, and there's no need for God to say this or that. But for you to believe that there is a great calling. And for you to be a believer, there's a great destiny. Amen. And I, I have a feeling that when we get to heaven, eh, we will wish we had believed the call more. And followed the call more. Seriously. That's what I can already feel that way. That heaven is going to be full of regrets. Of, like I went 40%. I should have gone... 80%, 90%. I went 70%. I should have gone 100 I, Oh, I, I went all about I wasn't doing it with energy. Oh, I, I believe, but I believed late. I wish I believed earlier. Believe. The calling. There is a great hope in the calling. Greater than anything you can ever imagine. Is there, is there any problem? Ah, you are doing, you are working. Okay. All right, I was wondering what's, what's going on. And the great power that is at work, great power is at work in somebody who is called. There's a lot of power. You may think it's natural. The way to see when there is power is to see the control or to see an alternative. Yes. To see an alternative to what you... What, what you are claiming is power. And there you see that, wow, if the grace of God was not with me, I could never even stand on my feet. Hallelujah. Amen. Now this power is the power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. The greatest power that has been released and demonstrated is the power to raise the dead. Anybody here who has ever stood by the bedside of your dead friend or your dead relative or somebody you know and feel shouldn't be dead, that's where you will understand the meaning of the power that was used to raise Christ. You will know that this is power. When you are standing by your friend and you are saying, wake up. If your friend is called Daniel, you say, Daniel, wake up. Or your friend is called Lucy. And you say, Lucy, don't leave me. Wake up. Then you'll understand it. That it takes a very high power to raise from the dead somebody who has just been pronounced that that word dead. That's the kind of power that is in this room today. Receive supernatural power that changes the impossible and makes it possible. And he set him far above all principalities and powers, and mights, and dominions, and name, that is name, not only in this world, 
but in that which is to come. And has put under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Far above. Far above. I say far above. The witches and the wizards are far below you. He says, he gave him to be the head above principality and above power. Power and dominion. Because there are real powers. Oh yes. There are real powers and dominion. A dominion is something that dominates. Like one of the princes that dominates Ghana is a prince of poverty. Yes. Yes, it's poverty. That is why when I look out of the window, I only see uncompleted buildings. It's a, a dominion is to dominate. It dominates the environment. And God has raised you above all dominating powers and dominating forces. Whatever force is challenging you today, you are, you are standing above it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And so as you go out of this, as you go out of this service, you must go out of this place with a mind. And the mind is that there are many fantastic and wonderful things in your destiny, including being raised up with Christ. Far above powers. Oh yes. There are powers. You see that is why when. Armed robbers come. Soldiers come. People with military power come. People just come down. Because they see that. A high power. Has come. And you have to be cool. Yes. There are witches who are standing by the roadside to drink the blood of people that are coming. And, and, and when you ask them, those who have been converted, testify. They, you know, one time somebody saw a vision, saw a skeleton holding a calabash standing by a particular dungeon. And if you look in Ghana, you know, I was surprised when they put those signs on the Winnie Road. 35 people died here. 33 people died here. There are some particular places that accidents have. You can't even know why the, an accident is happening, but it, it, that's where it happens. And there are powers and things that dominate the area. And some of them have testified that when they see, one of them said that But when we see Christians and those with a higher power coming, they say, when we see a higher power, we clear of the way. We clear of the way. A higher power is in your life in the name of Jesus. Whatever power is waiting for you will clear off because you are coming in Jesus' name. Yes. One time, a witch or a wizard decided to attack a church. 
when he came to the church, he couldn't access the church. And when he was giving a testimony later, he said, look, when I came to the church, there was a wall, thick wall of thorns over the church. I couldn't enter. And I decided to go back. They said, what about the pastor? I said, ah, we saw the pastor was far away. We couldn't get to where he was. You will never be accessible to demon powers. In Jesus name. Whatever dominates at your school. Whatever dominates at your work. Whatever dominates in your country. Can never have power over you from today in the name of Jesus. That is why I believe strongly in Ghana, a lot of things are dominating. Yes. That is why you see the buildings that we have outside. There is something here. Look, if you come to Ghana with projects, I want to build a rice farm. I want to do this. I'm bringing this. You, you, you cannot even do it. You see, even if the president himself involves you, is involved. You see that it's very difficult, if at all possible. I have met thousands of people, or many people, who have tried to come, tried to bring. You are not even going to pay. Somebody is going to pay. Even recently, we had some people were coming to build some plenty houses in Ghana. It's not coming on. And, and the alternative to those houses is also not coming on. Do you understand what I'm saying? Or you don't get what I'm trying to say? I mean, I don't know which party it was, but there was a party in power. I don't know which group it was, but they were going to bring some plenty buildings. They were going to build. I, I don't want, I don't even want to know the name, but you are all in Ghana, you know. But it's like after a thousand unexplained meetings and whatever, those houses are not being built, will not be built because it was scrambled. And whatever, I mean, I don't know whatever the reason, maybe they were cheating somebody, but in the end, those buildings will not be in the country. That's all. It won't come on today or tomorrow and probably never. Yeah. I think I've also heard of some rice farms that they try to bring to the country. But these are powers that are dominating. Amen. So that is why there are many people who just want to leave Ghana. Because of what is dominating the atmosphere here. They just want to, I want to go abroad. I can't stay here. I, I'm, going to, I'm going to America. Now, I want to give you just one thing. You know, today I'm not preaching for long, but I'm, I'm trying to explain to you that you have a glorious destiny. And I'm going to give you only one key which I feel God has given to me as a key to your glorious destiny. It's only one thing. So I wish that you would particularly uh, hear this part. And I pray that God will give you the grace so that it will not take you 16 years to say, yes, what you said. I realize that is the key. (laughs) Whatever makes you a stubborn Christian is cured in your soul today. Now, this is the key to your glorious destiny. But the key is a reverse key. Yes. It's not a key of something to do. 
It is a key of something not to do. And just not doing that will lead to your glorious destiny. Yes. Do you want to know that key? Are you sure? How many believe you are part of a glorious destiny? And all of you who are my children, you are all part of the glorious destiny that God has given to us. Wow. Wow. Chapter 2 of Ephesians. Verse 1. That's where the key begins. You has he quickened. Again he's describing. He has made you alive. Who were dead in trespasses and sins. Wherein in time past. Ye walked according to the course of this world. According to the prince of the power of the air. The spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Among whom we all had our conversation or behavior in times past. In the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And were by nature children of wrath or children who are ready to be punished. Even as others. But God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherein he loved us. Even when we were dead in our sins has made us alive together with Christ and has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places. Amen. The key, the master key, and it's only one key, it's not two keys or three keys, is to not follow the course of this world. That's all. Because that is what you used to do when you didn't have the glorious destiny on your life. Look at Ephesians chapter 2. Please, when we come to church, you must be interested in the Bible. Because there is no pastor who has anything new to tell you except what is in the Bible. It says, wherein in time past, you walked according to the course of this world. Now, whatever the world is doing, always get it in your heart, it's wrong. And the, the world is the majority. Almost everything time in my life, and I'm also giving a testimony that I've taken the decision not to follow the world, has led to fantastic, glorious destiny in my life. Yeah. that's uh, So now when I look at what, let's say, what has led to a certain glorious destiny in my life has been basically not doing certain things. Not that even knowing the wisdom of doing this or doing this or doing this or doing this or doing that or doing that or going here or the key of this, the key of that, the key. Thousand keys, Charlie. One key can also help. Why? Because the course of this world is dictated by the prince of the power of the air. It's satanic. And if Satan is your shepherd, Satan is my shepherd, where will he lead you to? So, everybody here who loves the world, you love what they are doing, you love their dressing. (laughs) You are going down. It's dictated. You love their ways. Look, when we're in school, no one, no one gets married when they're in school. No one gets married when you're young in our time. You don't, if you're going to marry at 27, they ask, well, are you mad? Are you mad? Why should you marry? 
And in a sense, when you think about it, why? I mean, I have found a lot of girls and boys. I decided, no. No, I'll marry. Because I read in the Bible, he that finds a wife finds a good thing, not a bad thing. And obtains favor with God. It's not a bad thing to marry. Bishop Saki had somebody, when he was going to marry, his, his lecturer told him, are you, are you out of your mind? Why are you going to marry? At a young man. Look, all your mates are fornicating, doing bad things. Is it not true? Except you. Tell your neighbor, except you, isn't it? Except you. You are not following the course. Are you? Is it, you are not following the course of this world, or you are following the course of this world? Girls. What is the cost of the wealth for a girl? Dress, do your hair, makeup, do whatever, and have some boys, isn't it? Is it not true? Only, I tell you, only deciding not to follow the cost of the wealth, only that alone. In every area, only not not even becoming like I'm going to be wise, a great Christian, and this, and that, but it's like this is what everybody is doing. That's that is the thing that I'm, because it's dictated by the prince of the power of the air. And if the prince of the power is leading people, he's leading them to their destruction. That's why it hasn't ended well. Girls, you are you are going around. Testing boys. Testing boys. Testing one, testing two, testing three. It's not going to end well. It's not going to. Satan is not a good shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. When you are following the ways of the world, the prince of the power is your shepherd. That's why, you see, Psalm 23, people don't understand. The Lord is my shepherd. You might as well capitalize italics and underline the word my. It's like the Lord is my shepherd. I don't know who is your shepherd, but my shepherd is the Lord. Is the Lord is my shepherd. The prince of the power may be your shepherd. Once you are following the course of this, we know who is their shepherd. We know who is leading. It, it, read it in Ephesians chapter 2. It says, you were in time past, we all walked according to the course of this world, which is according to the prince of the power of the air. It's dictated by the prince of the power of the air. The clothing, the lifestyle, the drugs, the cigarettes, smoking, the drugs. So everybody's smoking. I'll tell you one thing that will help you greatly. It's like not even that you, like you, you are, you are even moral or even you, you are even wise medically. But just because lots of people are doing, that's the thing you shouldn't do because it's probably being dictated by the prince of the air. And today, they said they are expecting one third of all Chinese men to be killed by cigarettes. I, I saw it on CNN, one third of all Chinese to die from, from smoking. <laughs> it's a lot of people. 
That's why they don't sell cigarettes now without a big sign. Smoking kills, smoking kills, smoking kills. It is a big sign. So just not smoking. And when you grow up, they'll say, okay, how do you, come and let's check your heart disease. One, do you smoke? Do you drink alcohol? Do you do? So drinking alcohol. So everybody is drinking. Okay. So not even that you know the Bible. Let's, let's say you don't know anything at all. But the fact that this is what the whole world is going towards, then I will not be in that because it is likely that the prince of the power there is standing in the midst of that bar, in the midst of that drinking spot, guiding the people one after the other. My life changed when I just, I mean, I followed what I, be, I believe was a, was a call. How many people were we in my class? 55. 55, 1989 year group. 1989. 55 people. Every single one of them went virtually to America, England. I said, I'm staying in Ghana. I mean, completely not dictated by what? Because it was not sensible to stay in Ghana. Look, if you go to America, you earn a lot of money as a doctor. Everybody was saying, you can't even specialize in Ghana. I said, I'm going this way. Everybody went this way. And I entered my glorious destiny. I entered my glorious destiny. Yeah. What do you think? Your glorious destiny is lying right before you. And one of the ways to get into your glorious destiny is to see the world, where they are going. That will even tell you where the prince of the power is. He's dictating. Here, 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 here. Almost everybody who wants to do business or to do well financially goes for a loan. Almost. And I said, I will not go for any loan. And neither will I depend on money that you are not sure of. That, only that key. Only that. Not even, you see, like, oh, wisdom of financial. You see, this man is a financial one. I don't know anything. <laughs> because I'm a science student. I'm a science student. I didn't do arts. I didn't do arts. I didn't do economics. I've never read one line of economics. I don't know anything about all those things. What I know is I don't owe money. And I, I don't allow anybody to owe. Only that extracts me from the whole wealth system. Which is all... You check the banks in Ghana and the bank, Many of them, they are, they are not sound. Recently, I was watching a television. I saw a certain man. They were giving him honest, honest, honest. And I was sitting in my room with my wife. And I told her, this man eh, and the things they are doing, the financial, whatever. You'll be surprised to find out that it is something that is collapsing. But you watch and see. And... Sh- Truly, within a few weeks, we, I, we had some information. The whole thing is, it's all just a sham. There's nothing real to it. Just one decision. I won't go the trend. Everybody's going to America. Yeah, we are going to America. True. Almost every Ghanaian wants to go abroad, isn't it? I was in Korea. I went to preach in a church. 
And then some Ghanaians came there. Korea. They are, they are, in, they are in Korea. My heart, my heart, I felt sad. Oh. We asked them in, in, in tree, we were asking them in tree, do we have papers? Oh, we don't need papers. That's what paper they will never give us. We just need to work. So why do you come to this church? Say, oh, this church, they have a hospital, free hospital for people that have, don't have papers, don't have anything. So this is where we come here. There's a free hospital. Anything we need, even surgery, whatever, what all they, they, they are there. I went to a place in Italy. It was ground one, two, three floors. Lord, I don't know which secondary school I can even compare it with. Canyons. They only speak three there in Italy. Yeah. And you see people are struggling. Yes, sad. Those of you from Nigeria, what is the way of what is the way of Nigeria? It's becoming the way of Ghana. You can't even tell the difference now. Lying, cheating, stealing, dribbling, Dri- always dribbling. You can't even tell what is happening. If you are a Nigerian or a Ghanaian, but starting with Nigeria, you must decide. Everybody is doing this. That is what I will not do. Just that will change your destiny from the prince of the power of the earth dictating your future to the Lord himself dictating your future into your glorious destiny. Different from the world is a master key to anything higher than what the world has. Turn to Romans 12. Wow. Romans chapter 12. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Now, this verse we are about to read, it even says it more clearly. It says, be not conformed to the world. Like, when you see that this is how the world is, the world is shaped like this. Try and change your shape to this. When you see the world is like this, don't, don't, that is the shape you should not be. That pattern like this. This the world is like Then change yours to this. That's all. Only that alone will take you towards your glorious destiny. Everybody says Mercedes Benz is the best car. You should have this car, this, this, this. That has rather been... So because of... That, that alone is like not having to drive those cars has made me prosperous. I don't need it. Every big man has this or stays here. I said, I don't need to stay at any of those places. That alone makes me prosperous. (laughs) 
it is the one thing that can change your whole destiny is when you see the world is this way. The Bible says, do not be conformed. Like, so if you realize that you look just like the world, change. Just change. The church shouldn't look like the world. Money should not be our goal in the church. If money, cars, houses, prosperity is our goal, that's the goal of people who work in the bank. That's the goal of the world. That should not be the goal in the church. That alone will take you towards the glorious destiny, which eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man. The things that God has prepared for you, you never have an idea what God has prepared for you, I tell you. Be not conformed to this world, but rather be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. In other words, by hearing something new. Renewing. your, Your mind is your computer. It needs to be programmed. And it is what you put into your mind that programs you because you you flow by what you think. So that is why a Christian must expose himself to the word of God to put in new things into your mind different from what the world is feeding you with. So your mind is like your computer and there can be, your computer cannot bring up pictures, documents, unless you put them in. And that is why you need to renew your mind with the Bible, your podcast, listening to messages, the Makana. It changes your, your mind and a new thing is inputted into the computer that God has given to you. That's the only way. And from the mind, a new pattern of behavior will come. Oh yes. Do not be conformed. I mean, that, if, if, you don't, don't, if you like, if you like, you know something, if you like, delete or remove or cover the be transformed by whatever. Eh? Just, just cover it. Don't even try to be transformed. Just try not to be conformed to the world. <laughs> if being transformed by the renewal of your mind is difficult, just decide not to be conformed to the world. That, that's what I say. It is the major step towards your glorious destiny. Yeah. It's a master key. Most girls are just outward looking. Look nice. Pictures, faces, selfies, hair. But your any any girl who emphasizes a lot on such things is usually not a good person, because because uh, listen to me instead of saying listen to what I'm saying. All worldly girls, they, they, worldly girls, they don't think about the inside. Yes, when ladies are going to buy dresses, they don't buy. 90s or house dresses. The house dress is the torn one that cannot go out. Is the, is the one for the inside. When you see them in the house, you wonder, is this Bob Marley or his sister? Hey. Huh? Is it Bob Marley or the sister? Hey! All the girls are looking at me. But I want you to know that I don't fear you. I don't fear you, I tell you. Yeah. You were given 3,200. You have used all for outside. There's nothing left inside. Yes. You can't even serve. You can't even serve. You can't clean. You can't cook. 
when it comes to sex, you can't do and you don't know how to do it. You are not pre- you are not prepared to learn. Hey, yeah, mobile, 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 mobile. All right, all right, all right. So if you are a girl, don't be a, don't be a worldly girl. The worldly girls, you see, that is why me, if, if I was doing a business, if I was doing a business, I would, if I was a businessman, I would sell girls' clothes or hair. Yes. It, all for the outward. All for the outward. They are completely oriented towards presentation and show. Self-conscious. Hey, a mobile. Hey, a mobile. Wow. Listen. If you know you cannot be transformed, eh? No problem. Just take the first step. Be not conformed to the world. That's all. I mean, let's even, not that you should forget about it, but echolytic transform is difficult. So don't even be too concerned about being transformed. Just try not to be conformed to the world. Just be different as far as the world is concerned. Not the church, the world. Everybody has to drive this car. I don't need to drive that. Oh, Kadia, no any German. No problem. Give me Korean. I'll be okay. Kadia, no any German. German is the only car you drive. You see somebody with a very old Opel very old Mercedes Benz that is costing more money to repair than to even drive. Hey! And you say that, oh, media is only Benz. I should have rather said it because from the time that I grew up, I could see my father only used a Benz. I should have rather said that. My father never drove any car other than a Mercedes Benz. From the time that I knew him, he had the latest Benz in, in Ghana. Latest, no one had it. You went the time he was driving, using it. No one. Yeah, before people start getting it. Yeah. <laughs> I should have even said, I said, oh no. If this is what is, I'm doing this. So only, only German, oh, no problem. You can do this. Everyone has to do, oh, no problem. I can, everybody has to say, oh, no problem, I can stay here. I can be here. Everybody's going to hear it. Oh, no problem, I can be here. Only that. Only that, only that will lead to a higher glorious destiny that you, you will see one day you are so different in the glory that is on your life. Oh yes. Oh yes. Because sometimes I look and say, ah, so what financial keys? I don't have any financial keys. I don't have any financial keys. I don't know anything. I don't know what they, those who did economics. I mean, I did biology. I did biology. I don't know economics. I don't know all those things. But what I know is that I don't owe. And I don't allow... Things that are under me to go and borrow money. Once you don't have, be there and do it slow, slowly. If I was the, if I was a leader in this country, I will build a road without any debts. Cast I will cast concrete every day, all the way, step by step. By the world, so we are going for a China exposition, something, something for the 
World Loan Eastern Asia Chinese Loan Facility Agreements. We are going to raise some capital and we have the venture capital for the Chinese Loan European Union Markets uh, Consolidated Loan Approach. You see them on TV. So our donor, donor partners will be coming this weekend and uh, we are receiving some uh, donations and uh, other capital venture for loan agreements, industrialization components. <laughs> Big words. All, all, all is nothing. What has it led us to? We are almost 60 years old as a nation. From Accra to Kumasi, the second city, we don't have a road that goes one group out here, one group out. We don't have it. 60 years. We loan agreement. Uh, this evening, we, we, uh, we meeting with the French finance minister and the European, European Union and Eastern Asian Collaborative Consolidated Fund International Monetary Agreement Loan Scheme. Uh, what? Infrastructure, second phase, Millennium Goals, Advancement Project, European Union, Chinese Consolidated Agreements. Wow. 58 years. Start casting concrete. From here, everybody should join. We are casting. From here. You think we will not reach Kumasi? You think we will not reach Kumasi? If you just step away. By the way, they don't know anything except loans. Uh, we are approaching several banks. We are having discussions with our collaborative partners and uh, industrial technicians, technical experts on the subject of the financial revolution and the rehabilitation of the private sector, private, pa- private public participation sector community development. Hey! hey. You know something? Just get to the job and start casting the road. Just go, start the road. Oh. Wow. When NPP were having a rally at Kaswa, they opened the gates, that gate outside Accra. And they, they, they had to pay $12,000 to the gate. Because a lot of cars passed there, and that's about how much I hear they collect. I don't know if it's true, but that's what I heard. $12,000. If you give me $12,000 times four, 48000 and I'm buying cement so that I cast, I mean, 20 feet a day. 48000 I can cast it. three lanes to Kumasi. But it's not done. It's not done. They'll look and say, get away, go to your country. Why you, you, you just you get up and you say that we should okay, stay there and be there, be there, be there, be there with your things. I have learned not to follow the course of the world. And I predict for you a glorious destiny as you get this one master key. And that master key is that I will not follow the course of the world. I will not be conformed to this world. I will not dress like them. I will not look like them. 
I will not go their way. I like Jews, you know. Jews, they don't feel shy. When you see them coming on a plane, you see that it's a Jew. I was sitting by a lady once and she said, I'm a Jew. And I was surprised. She said, yeah, I go, I go to Jewish school in Australia. They, they have their beard, they have their hat, they, have, they don't drive Mercedes Benz, they don't drive German cars, they drive Volvo and other cars. They said, Jewish business. I mean, we don't mind, we are different. We only stay in this area. When we are having Easter, they, they, they celebrate Passover. It's a Passover celebration, Passover discount. You can buy this, it's like how we say Easter, Easter sales, the Passover sales. That's what they write, Passover sales. They don't mind to be different. They don't mind to be different. They don't mind to be not conformed. Oh, yes. You see them put, I went to Israel, I said, what is this cap? He said, this small cap we wear, it means that there is something higher than us above our heads. There's something above us. God is above us. Don't mind being different. But we mind always being different. I'm a virgin. No one has slept with me. I have to, I have to join the non-virgins at all costs. This weekend cannot pass before my virginity must depart. My virginity must leave by this week. It's been too long. <laughs> Whatever keeps nonsense in your mind is cast away today. Be not conformed to this world. Whatever makes you a conformist, always wanting to be like the world, that power is broken today by this message in Jesus' name. Amen. Stand to your feet. How many don't mind being different from the world? From today. That will be your story. Lift your hands and pray to the Lord for grace so that you will not follow the course of this world, which means to follow the prince of the power of the air. Father, thanks a million for the great blessing that is released in our lives today. Thanks for blessing your little ones with the ability to serve you without being conformed to the world. Thanks a million. We are grateful. In Jesus' name. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you are here this morning, you don't know Jesus as your savior. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I don't know. I don't know. Listen, you may be out at the back, outside there, wherever you are. If you don't know Jesus as your savior, you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to God. I don't want to go to hell. Maybe you've been coming to church, but deep down, you are not really saved. But today, you want to take Jesus as your savior and follow Jesus properly. I'm a Christian, but maybe I'm not a good Christian. But today you want to say, Lord, I want to follow you. I want to serve you. Wherever you are, whoever you are, if you want to serve the Lord, follow the Lord, lift up your right hand. Just lift your right hand high. 
Yes, I see so many hands. Lift it up. Don't be thinking of who is standing by you. What is this? Just lift your hand up and say, Lord, I don't care if I'm different from the world. I want to follow Jesus Christ and I want my life to be changed forever. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. If you've lifted your hand, come to me in the front here. Come. Come. Come and stand here. Come. I want to give my life. I want to give my life to Jesus. Come. Come. I want to give my life to Jesus. Come. Come. Come all the way to the front. I want to pray with you. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. God bless you. Step forward. Step forward. Step forward. God bless you. It will provide your healing. So come running to that mercy seat. Oh, come on. Come running. Come running. All right. Say this prayer with me. Close your eyes. Listen, if you are here, you are a Christian, but not a good Christian, but you want to be a good Christian also lift your hand and come and join them please we don't have much time and this is a great opportunity for you i'm a christian but i'm not not a serious christian i want to be a, a good christian i want to be a serious christian from today come come also and join them god bless you come running to that mercy seat where jesus is calling you his grace will be come come all the way come on his blood flowing freely it will provide he's changing your life what a blessing be not conformed to this world lift your hands up right now and say this prayer with me say jesus please forgive me close your eyes say jesus please forgive me for my sins i know i am a sinner have mercy on me wash me cleanse me forgive me for my wickedness for my sin today i am turning around i am turning around i come to the cross the cross of jesus oh god forgive me cleanse me wash me with the blood the blood of jesus blood of jesus the blood of jesus the blood of jesus the blood of jesus Wash me, cleanse me, forgive me, have mercy on me today. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, I receive the blood of Jesus. I receive the blood of Jesus. I receive Jesus as my Savior, as my Master, and my Lord. Heavenly Father, say, Heavenly Father, please write my name in the book of life. Everybody join and say, Heavenly Father, please write my name in the book of life. From this moment, I dedicate my life to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Help me to serve you, to follow you, to obey you. From today, I am a child of God and I will serve God. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. We believe you have been blessed by the preaching of God's word. For audio CDs, DVDs, books, and other resources by Dykewood Mills, please visit our website at www.dykewoodmills.org. God richly bless you.
ABC Tonight. My name is Daniel Garcia. I worked at my family's bakery. My life used to be pretty normal until I met Noah Hamilton. That's when everything changed. My brother and the most famous woman in the world. Sometimes two unlikely ingredients. There's a thing about him. Make the most amazing combination. I just want to make sure you know what you're signing up for. I know that my life can get pretty crazy. I think I could do a little crazy. The Baker and the Beauty series premiere tonight, 10, 9 central on ABC. ABC Tonight. My name is Daniel Garcia. I worked at my family's bakery. My life used to be pretty normal until I met Noah Hamilton. That's when everything changed. My brother and the most famous woman in the world. Sometimes two unlikely ingredients. There's a thing about him. Make the most amazing combination. I just want to make sure you know what you're signing up for. I know that my life can get pretty crazy. I think I could do a little crazy. The Baker and the Beauty series premiere tonight, 10, 9 central on ABC.